Welcome, everybody, to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name is Abraham Deweese, and with me in this corner is Matthew Page. And in Uh-oh. the other corner, <laughs> hailing from, doesn't matter, Wayne, <laughs> nobody cares, Brian the Soul Man Solak. How's it going, guys? Wow, it's going. Man. I didn't realize we were, we were so adversarial. We have our own corners now. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like there's a Chris Jericho fan out there who's going to get his ass kicked tonight. Pardon my language. Oh, oh, well, maybe there is. Maybe there is. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe somebody has just made the list, Brian Solak. <laughs> and that is probably Orange Cassidy, who uh, in Fighter Fest tonight, Orange Cassidy will be taking on Chris Jericho. The degenerates that we are, Brian the Soul Man Solak and myself, Abraham Deweese, have decided that we are in a – we're having a bet – in which uh, winner gets a beer, and uh, yeah, whoever's awarded the the decision tonight in the big matchup for all elite wrestling. That's right, Orange I just, Cassidy. I just versus... want to point out. I just want to point out that this is a sports podcast, and we're so starved for real sports. You're talking about fake sports. Orange? Yeah, but... No, come on, dude. Wait, it's what? real. Orange Cassidy is the new the new rock out there, guys. So this is professional. I hope you're out there ro- rooting. What, what 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 do you mean fake? Fake sports. As like in, fake is fake is in like as, a clown, like it's here to be amusing to you. <laughs> is that what you're saying, as, Matt? As in a soap opera, a soap opera, but with violence. Okay, well, wow. I mean, well, hang on. Okay, we've got a great show today with a lot of great <laughs> topics, but right now one of our guests is showing his ignorance, and we need to set him straight. Ah, okay. Now I'm a guest. All right. I've been demoted. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Question for you, Matthew Page of uh, Everett, Washington. I will not give out your address, so no no need. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) No need to dox me. Got it. No need to dox you. Um, Ice skating. A sport, right? Theoretically, to some people, yes. It's in the Olympics. Am I incorrect? Uh, you are correct. It is, it is an okay. actual sport. And you get awarded yes. a you get awarded a championship. You get awarded gold medals. Yeah, and silver the medals. results are not the results are not predetermined. They are yes. predetermined though, and that's where no, they're going. not. Oh my God! Have you seen the How Russian? About- have you seen the Russian uh, 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 judges? Do you remember? Uh, yes. Do you remember a decade ago? When the Russian judges gave that Canadian couple the gold medal, and then the American couple, they had they ended up deciding like they'd have Kogo medals because there was a corrupt Russian official that was judging the Olympics. You guys don't remember this? No, I, I, I don't do. pay as do. close attention to, to okay, the ice skating. Okay, knows what I'm talking do. about. Solak knows what I'm talking about. By the way, those ice dancing routines prearranged. Just thought you had well, Exactly. The routines exactly. are arranged, right. but the competition itself is not predetermined. Uh, you don't show up and already is, know these people are is. coming first, these people are coming second, these people are coming third. It is. Have a boxing. Nope. Have a boxing mat. Boxing has been rigged for the last <laughs> hundred years. But Everyone knows a, that. But it's a sport. I don't really view it as a sport personally. I think it's just two guys that are that they, they, they punch each other over a belt. I, I don't know. It's, it's not really that impressive to me. <laughs> two 
two guys. Dead who, silence. Two guys who that that wow. Apparently, wow. I burned all bridges with that statement. I yeah. just, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, a, I don't really think boxing is. I, I think we need to put Matthew Page in a ring with Tony Khan and see who comes out the winner. I, I think we need to put Matthew well, I Page. I really admit. I freely admit I would lose any boxing match. I understand that. I don't I, care. No, I just Tony Khan will. <laughs> I think we need He's to put a, he, Matthew Page. Sorry, go ahead. We need to put Matthew Page on the ice with Tanya Harding is what needs to happen. <laughs> is she going to break down and cry again? That was Nancy Kerrigan. Oh, my God. You don't even know what you're talking no. about. That was no, Nancy no, Kerrigan. No, no, no. Tanya Harding. No, Tanya Harding broke down and cried to the judges because her shoelace broke and asked to start again. And she did the whole waterworks and weeping and weeping and weeping and oh my god! And then they finally took pity on her, let her restart with it with fresh equipment. So the crying worked. You don't know that. So the crying worked. Uh, didn't she wind up going to jail later on because of the because of the Kerrigan conspiracy or something? I don't know. Anyway, no, no, no. no. The, guy, gotta, the guy that she paid went to jail. Her her husband or whatever. Galuli. Or boyfriend or whatever. I thought so, it was like her boyfriend. Something like that. And she got a movie. And she got a movie deal out of it years later, so you can't beat that. By the way, everything we've talked yep. about for the last four minutes is professional wrestling. So exactly. <laughs> no, that was that was ice skating. Ice skating <laughs> and boxing. Wrestling. Well, so, it's tournaments. There, there is a script. Right. It is already known who will win tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that's, so is that, boxing. That's not a sport. That's not a sport. All right, now, these guys are amazing athletes. I do not want to take anything away from their talent. They are incredible athletes. They do amazing things. It's incredible. It's, it's interesting to watch. It's, it's, it's amazing some of the things they do. But the results are predetermined. It's not a true sport. AEW is a real sport. It's real wrestling. So it's real to me. Shame on you, Matthew uh-huh. Page. Okay. I'm going to tell <laughs> Dave Bautista, you think – that he's just a joke. He's just some laughable schlub who you mock incessantly up in your little, up in your little home in Everett, you know, living like the hoity toity, you know, highbrow individual you think you are. Yeah. I'm going to send some wrestlers <laughs> to your house. I didn't know Everett really thought that highly of itself, but well, you think uh, of yourself more highly than most people, you know, you, you, you know, Dave Bautista. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's a wrestler. They're all my friends. Cool. Good for you. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know nobody. Just Oregon Ducks. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, we have the show today. <laughs> yeah. And after uh, <laughs> after proving Matt is wrong about pro wrestling, uh, we will no. move into... Hang on, hang on. You've had your say. You've had your say. On. Moving on. Moving on. Um <laughs> We want to talk about this week, uh, this week in other real sports. Uh, by the way, pro wrestling, the only thing going on right now, so how dare you, Matthew Page. There's nothing else going on, with the exception of the MLS starting up tonight. Uh, earlier on today, uh, Inter Milan, not Inter Milan, Inter Miami. Boy, am I going to get that wrong. Um, Inter Miami took on Orlando City, and... Guys, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. I know neither of you are soccer fans at all, but it, it was it was good to see sports back on. Additionally, uh, it's a little bit weird to watch, uh, you know, to, to watch a game where none of the players are in shape. 
the announcers are not in sync. And obviously the camera crew uh, seems to be confused as to what's going on. Um, and I just, uh, you know, I know you guys may or may not have seen it, but uh, that's kind of something we're going to have to expect, isn't it? How, how can the announcers not be in sync and the camera crew? That's a bunch of. Oh, so for tonight's game, the announcers were in Connecticut where the game was yeah. being played. Yeah. So they're doing remote announcing and the lag, oh, okay. and the lag was seriously distracting. It really bothered me. Okay, here's a question I have. I'm uh, I'm I'm just glancing at the you know the, the the scoreboard or the you know the the line. Why were so many matches canceled today or postponed? Only one match was postponed. Uh, why was well? Why was Nashville versus Chicago Fire postponed? Do we know? Uh, so Nashville is going to be moved to a different, uh, either a different group or they're going to not play. So they're, are they putting up a protest and, and saying, well, we want to be in a, we want to be in an easier division or is it just, is it, there's no, no, it's got nothing. It's got nothing to do with that. So the other day FC Dallas withdrew, uh, because they couldn't field a team. And oh, okay. Nashville, Nashville's in the same, in the same boat, but Nashville's in okay. a different scenario because they're, they're an expansion team and they had, nothing in the way of a team uh, with or without COVID. It was not a team that was going to, it most likely was going to get their brains kicked in. I'll put it that way. Um, so uh, They were also in a six team group as opposed to the 14 other groups. It, it will work out just fine if they're the only other team that can't play. But anyway, uh, so you got, you, you got Orlando and Inter-Miami playing today. Go back to my original question. What what can we expect? It doesn't matter when these games start. I know what Matt wants to say, uh, and I'm going to cut him off at the, cut him off at the pass. Uh, what is going to happen when you get a poor level of announcing, a poor level of play on the field, and, you know, just a, a weird... Uh, situation on TV that doesn't look right. Um, and I mean, these could, this could, this is going to happen, right? This is going to happen even if they start games in uh, uh, January of next year or fall of next year, people are going to be out of shape, right? Yeah, you're right about the people being out of shape, but is this announcing thing going to be remote for all of soccer? It's a or good question. It's a good question. That's a fair question. Yeah. Um, I think I think you know there are um, there are a lot of sports that are slowly you know trying to start up around the around the world and and there's going to be missteps left and right. Um, <clears throat> I know neither of you are really into to racing, but for example, this past weekend, uh, Formula One got going again, and they were in Austria, and eleven of the twenty cars didn't make to the <laughs> to the to the checkered flag or something like that. Half of the team, half of the cars didn't make it. The announcing was off a little bit because they weren't allowed access into the pits like normal. It was a little amateurish and a little bit slow to go, but I think mostly everyone was pretty much just glad to have the sport. I think people are going to be happy just to have the sport back and have something to look at, have something to watch, you know, get back in and see, you know, because Friday, Friday the Sounders take on the Earthquakes and and we'll be happy just to see them back on the field. Yes, it's a little discombobulated and a little unorganized, but 
a little bit's better than nothing. Well, let's go back to that F1. What's the what's the difference between half the cars not making it versus a regular? Like, I know nothing about racing. Is that an, inc- is that an incredible amount? In Formula One, it's the it's the it's the ultimate peak of technology and racing in the world, and the the average maybe one car not finishing a race out of what thirty? They 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 have crashing is very 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 rare in that sport, unlike you know NASCAR where they root for it. Um, but it's it's uh um so the fact that half the field didn't make it across the line because of mechanical problems or things that hadn't been tested because they didn't have the full off season and and you know driver mistakes because they weren't fully up to speed and and other various you know strategies and stuff it was like amateur hour but it was kind of it was it it was it was interesting to watch but uh um yeah it's it's stuff that the kinks are gonna be worked out and there's another race this coming weekend and it'll get better and the the coverage will get better and people get used to the new normal and things will go better and then the ratings apparently were pretty good because everyone was just excited to see the sport back so what sports, so, what's, which sports are going to suffer? Like if I could throw this in three categories for you guys, um, and let's address each one individually, which okay. sports suffer from bad announcing and would turn people off if the announcers don't have it together? Which sports suffer from not having a superstar player and would suffer if not, you know, for that, for that high level of player. And then which which sports suffer from a bad television presentation because of fans or, you know, just a broadcast crew, not ready. What have you? Uh, what do you think? So I get, I'll start. I mean, I'll go with baseball for the announcing. I mean, everybody <laughs> complains about Joe Buck, but the guy knows his baseball, but everybody hates Joe Buck, but I, I don't think, I don't see it. So, I'm using him as an example, but I don't see baseball is going to suffer because of bad announcing. Um, I mean, we got, uh, I mean, it took me, I'm going to use the Seattle Marizen now as an example. Dave Niehaus, we had the best announcer in baseball, in my opinion, for years. And then Rick Riz took over, and I've never been a Rick Riz fan, but, and obviously, we all know that the mirrors put a bad product on the field, but Rick Riz eventually became a good announcer, and I still stuck with watching the Seattle Mariners. So I'm going to – go ahead. I'm just saying, I, I just don't think MLB is going to su- um, – baseball is going to suffer because of bad announcing. I'm going to have to go to Matt for, because I know Matt's chomping on the bit to respond to this one. <laughs> I, I just I, – Joe Buck needs to be – he needs to stay to football. He's, he's, he's passable at football. He does not know baseball. He gets lost. He gets confused. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay. So, ba- but, but does bad announcing ruin baseball for you? I don't think, I don't think it does. I, I, yes, baseball is tremendously enhanced when you have, um, when you have Dave Newhouse, you have, you have, um, you have Vince Scully, you know, someone, someone of that, you know, um, Harry Carey, um, um, you know, um, um, personality you know a great sports personality it's incredibly enhanced but the base product doesn't really require it for me because i when i because i can go to the ballpark and i can sit there and not have that voice in my head and thoroughly enjoy the product on the field as you know equally um i don't think i don't think baseball can suffer suffers too much from it i've been watching i've, I've been watching some of those korean baseball games on espn and 
it's from two guys who are on the opposite side of the world from the from the, from the game, and they often like to ramble about other stuff and talk to players that don't have anything to do with the Korean Baseball League and, and you know, talk about themselves and such and such while there's a game going on. And I just mute them, and I sit there and I watch the actual game, and I enjoy it just fine. Um, I don't think baseball will be too heavily impacted. So I want you guys to respond. I want you guys to respond to this. My announcement that the announcing for Orlando City's win over Inter Milan. God damn it. Darn it. Gosh, freaking D. Anyway. (laughs) um, (laughs) Solak's wearing off on me for some reason. Um, Oh, my. Anyways, go on. Bye, Jiminy. I'll tell you these. uh, G. Willikers. G. Willikers. (laughs) These announcers were not good. Um, soccer is a game that's kind of newer to an American fan, right? Uh, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Uh, and then for a casual fan, I need somebody to tell me what the heck is going on because as a sports fan, I want to know more than the surface layer, the surface layer I get this guy kicks to that guy, kicks to that guy, kicks to that guy, almost goal. And now we do it over again. This guy kicks it. Like, I get that. That makes sense. Okay, whatever. I don't need an announcer for that. What I need from what I need to know from an announcer is who is that guy that has the ball? Is he the greatest in the world? Is he some schlub? You know, and what are they trying to do on this attack? Was he trying to pass it to this one guy, or did he just plain uh try to take it on his own? You know, it it, it sports are not self-evident. And I kind of feel like I, I kind of feel like for most sports, you know, maybe you can say tennis is different individual sports. That is uh, in general um, team sports, football, baseball, basketball, soccer. If I'm casual, I got to have somebody tell me what's going on. What do you guys think? You need a John Madden telling you whoever scores the most points is going to win the game. Uh, there is the NFL is very popular with uh, mothers, you know, basically, uh, you know, mothers and uh, uh, casual fans uh, and whatnot, because there is a personality like John Madden saying, oh, usually the team that scores the most, that's the team that's going to win. <laughs> it, it does help a casual usually. fan. It does help a casual fan. Not always. Fan. Usually the team that scores the yeah. most points wins. Usually, not but always. It, but it entertains a casual fan. True. And there is some benefit. I, I like, you know, I agree with you on your point that there's a deeper level of analysis that is provided with good commentary that is very helpful and, and, and can thoroughly enhance the viewing experience for a common fan and an advanced fan. But I, but I, I think there are some sports where it's, it's less needed. It's not, it's not as required, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So like you like were going to, so like you were going to yeah, go ahead. Uh, soccer, uh, yeah, if we're talking about soccer in general, I think you need someone who knows what the hell they're talking about because I I, I, I was raised to where uh, Careful I, I with your words. Soccer. Careful with the words. <laughs> we, do, we do have I, soccer fans that listen to this. I, I, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I played soccer for one or two years in grade school. My coach was a Transplant from Brazil. I'm, I'm saying that in a nice way. Um, I played goalie. I, our, 
our team went undefeated all season. I allowed three goals all year, but the guy gave me a bunch of crap for allowing three goals. I mean, it, it caused me to dislike soccer. For, you know, I, so I stopped playing soccer, and then I, I went to a high school where my baseball coach told me soccer is about as fun as watching paint dry, and I, <laughs> I, I, I just I, I, people have told me that. You know, Sorry, what were you going to say? Mr. Monica would not be happy with what you just said. He's the one who told me that. Oh, was he? I Mr. Thought he... Monica said it, soccer yeah. is just as boring as pain try. Oh, okay. And, All right. And, and I, I don't mean to be a jerk about it, but soccer, I haven't enjoyed Maybe it's because of my bad experiences, but I, unless someone like, you know, with an English accent like an Alan Hinton's on, on play-by-play, I'm not going to enjoy soccer, and from what you're saying today, it sounds like to me an awful experience. It doesn't sound like they were in sync, and I'm sorry, but Seattle Sounders, I grew up watching the Seattle Sounders back in the day when, in my opinion, soccer was an actual sport, and then we lost it, and then it came back, and I mean, we sold out the stadium, but I would bet... 67% of those fans that sold out the stadium were all bandwagon fans. And to this day, I still believe half the, half that stadium is bandwagon just because it's just another way to go see a sport and, and you know, and get drunk and have a good time. I want to go a different way. I want to go a different way, but Matt, Matt Page, we need to unpack <laughs> everything that <laughs> so just well, I, 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 need to, I need to address that last sentence. Uh, we need to What's address the whole thing. drunk? And going and having a good time. Well, that, I want to know. I, I really want to know what's wrong with getting drunk and going and having a good time at a sporting <laughs> event. I, because you I'm need to, you should you, you should be going to Are enjoy you? that going to an actual sport. I, I'm sorry, but it, that these might people, be the most unpatriotic thing I've ever heard you say. That's that's, that's the cornerstone of American sports. Oh, Matt, getting drunk, Matt, going and enjoying. Matt, here's what I heard in that entire thing. <laughs> Solak uh, hates drunks. Oh yeah, he, obviously. He hates. Uh, <laughs> he hates soccer. He hates Portuguese, not Portuguese, Brazilians. Brazilian, yeah, Brazilians. Oh my god! And he hates. I don't hate Brazilians. <laughs> I heard a lot of hate, like in you hate you hate their country's pastime. In in which about mean, which must mean you hate them. I in don't about know. Two minutes and fifteen seconds. You ran down about ninety percent of the world. fine fine, whatever (laughs) yeah this is wow what are your thoughts on the kingdom that's the real question (laughs) (laughs) i enjoyed the kingdom i had great memories i saw (laughs) this the seattle sounders play the new york cosmos i saw pele play there oh man like i said i had a great time when the seattle sounders are a real team back then and then these Certain situations changed my opinion in soccer. I'm sorry. So you used to like Brazilians in Pele. Then you had a coach who was Brazilian. Oh, my God. Got it. Believe what you want. Okay. He's very susceptible to, uh, to um, you know, coercion and, and, and um, peer pressure. You know, he, he had a teacher told him not to like this anymore, and he just wrote it out of his life completely. He was an impressionable, there you go. He was an impressionable youth. Hey, I went to yeah. the – I went to that brainwash academy with Solak. I totally understand <laughs> what it's like to uh, 
to be told what to uh, think, what to say, how to do it. But uh, I, I still want to get back to the original point. Um, you know, what are some things that potentially could drive off fans? I think poor announcing. And in this case with the soccer, not only was it poor announcing, there was a delay of a good two seconds. You know, so when some action happened on the on the field, one, yeah, two, and then they say something. <laughs> so that was kind of bothersome to me. But let's go to let's go to the. Well, they may they may address it later on in the season. Maybe they'll get smart and they'll delay the video broadcast, that like they do with like the NFL. You know, yeah. where they delay it a little yeah. bit, so then it's, you know the guy's already telling you it's a three yard gain, and like the the runners like just falling over now, and you're like, how do you know it's a three yard gain? Oh, because you're watching it, you know, ten seconds ahead of me. Um, but no, one of the, the the one of the one of the points you brought up, one of the other things, big things that that could be impacted, that I do want to touch on, is the lack of stars and how it could impact yes. these games. Yeah. I think the biggest of the main of the main sports in the United States. I'm not going to talk about Brazilian sports, so so lucky to calm down. <laughs> wow, uh, is uh, one of the biggest ones would be the NBA. I think the NBA, if they lose enough of some of their star players, then that could really seriously harm the sport in terms of the quality of play. Yeah, I can that see. is a sport that is absolutely dependent upon its stars. I can see that. What do you think, Solak? I I, I agree, but it, also Major League Baseball, you lose a bunch of stars that that could affect their them as well. It could, but it's not. It's but it's but it's a bigger roster. Let's look at it. Compar- get- Let's look at it comparatively. Which, which does it impact more negatively? If you're to, I think choose. the NBA. Personally. I guess long term the NBA, but I don't see it's going to affect the NBA at all. I, you lose one star player, people are still going to watch. If LeBron James gets COVID nineteen, they're still going to watch. Are they though? Because yes, he's they, he's like yeah. that entire team's roster. Oh, they got some other good players I, I, on that team. I see what you're. I, I do actually see what Solak's saying. I said, and I, and I think I still stand by this. I think NBA is more negatively impacted. However, I think the NBA has a greater quantity of mainstream stars, mainstream yeah. media stars. So, you know, names that you've heard of, maybe seen on TV, they have a greater quantity of it. And if they don't lose all of them, then they might be able to weather the storm. Because you're right, you're right. If they lose LeBron, okay, that's rough. But there's other guys. There's Russell Westbrook, you know, uh, Kevin Durant, those type of guys. But um, it it if you lose more than ten, I I think you might start running into huge problems. Possibly, and in baseball, it's. I mean, you have a deeper roster too, so you have more players. It's you know, having Mike Trout on your team is amazing. But you lose Mike Trout, that's one of 25 people. You know, theoretically, the team's entire season isn't over, and you can still watch it because they still have Anthony Rendon, and they've got Otani, and they've got, you know, who's their left fielder, the guy that's always hurt, that was a Diamondback forever, and and, and other players that I can't name. (laughs) No, I understand what you're saying. Because uh, (laughs) the Nationals lost Bryce Harper, which is their – which was their cash cow, and guy, yeah. and they win the championship. That doesn't happen in the NBA. It just doesn't. Yeah. No. Nope. No, the new team that, that all the champions or all the big stars decide to congregate on for a year or two 
yeah. then wins the championship for two years, and then they break up and they go all their own ways, and then they'll come back together again two or three years down the road. Miami. So they want another championship. Miami Heat lost uh, LeBron, what, about six, seven years ago? They yep. have been terrible ever since. Um, yep. The Cavaliers lost LeBron two years ago. They've been terrible. Whereas, yeah, like Bryce Harbor, gone. Eh, they recover. 2000, Alex Rodriguez leaves the Seattle Mariners. Eh, Seattle Mariners set the record for most wins. You know, these, the, yeah, it's not as predicated much as much on one person uh, as the other sports. What about, um, what, what about the level of preparedness? We can, we can address this across all sports. The level of preparedness by players, will that impact your enjoyment of the game? And will it impact casual fans' enjoyment of the game? I, I could see casual fans' enjoyment of the game at level of preparedness, but if, if these MLB players are not ready to play, there's still a decent amount of players to where if you're a baseball fan, you're going to enjoy the game no matter what the heck happens. And, and, and I'm sorry, I know you asked a new question, but I want to go back real quick. If ESPN has stupid people videotape or, you know, doing the camera in the game and doing the announcement in the game and they can't be in sync, then that, that's their stupidity and that's the stupidity of the Major League Soccer or whatever the hell they're called for for, for having them. I mean, I, I know you're, you're, you've been on leave for three, four months, but you, you guys are supposed to be professionals, so... If, that's on the that's on the network for screwing that up for your enjoyment. Just wanted to throw that in. So it's also on record. Solak hates stupid networks. There you go. Uh, technical, <laughs> technical producers and technical yeah. producers and uh, and people who expect better. <laughs> yeah. Um, with regard uh, to Matt, the preparedness of, of the players, yeah. With regard to the preparedness of the players. Um, it might actually lead to casual fans. Some casual fans might be enjoying things more because chaos is going to happen. You know, like if you see, you know, pitchers that aren't ready and aren't fully at their, their, you know, their full strength and, and they're letting up dingers left and right, you know, so then that might be more exciting for the casual fans football, you know, they, maybe they're, you know, they're not making their throws. They're throwing in, they're throwing interceptions left and right. It might be a little more crazy and, and dynamic and a, and a lower quality team that normally wouldn't be, as strong might get a chance this year. Um, so it might actually kind of enhance it a little bit from a casual stand, fan standpoint. It could be a lot more annoying and, and, and frustrating from a, from a more hardcore fan standpoint, I could see. Um, but, uh, you know, I think overall, I, I don't think it's going to have too much of a big impact. I mean, these guys, they've, you know, they've, they've been, they've been training in their off day, you know, um, I, I read yesterday about, uh, Scherzer and uh, Giancarlo Stanton and, and a couple other players who were having um, supposedly top secret Sandlot games in Florida at, at one of the fields at one of the high schools down there during during quarantine. You know, I mean, it's these guys have been playing, they've been working out, they've been finding the ways to get to, to be in shape and do stuff. So there shouldn't be too much rustiness theoretically. Yeah, I kind of wonder about that, and I was gonna say. I was going to say that uh, everybody would be angry, but I think you're right, Matt. I think if you're a hardcore fan, you're less inclined to put up with bad play on the field. 
But I think I think you're right. Casual fans, as long as their team with their laundry wins, what does it matter? You know, there, yeah. there's no style points for for any of this. And baseball might be a good example because in baseball, offense is usually ahead of pitching. Am I right? Yeah. Okay, so you'll theoretically you'll have more scoring, and more scoring yeah. tends to lead to better ratings. Yes. Regardless six of the long ball. Yep. Yeah. Six signal long ball and 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 so do casual fans. Um so yeah, so it could it could drive could drive more viewers. Chicks don't let dig the long ball. They're they're basically just to get drunk and have a good time. So I disagree with that. I, I I still don't understand what your problem is with America's pastime of getting drunk and enjoying. <laughs> wow. Everybody's against me tonight because Orange Cassidy is going to beat Jer- Chris Jericho. <laughs> yes, that's all the That is exactly true. That is correct. Um, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, actually, never mind. Let's just move on to the next topic. Next topic this week. This week, Patrick Mahomes gets forty-five million dollars a year. Uh, something like half a billion over the next 10 years. What do you guys think about uh, Mahomie, Patrick Mahomie? That's a great deal. Congratulations to him. He's earned it. And uh, that's going to be a steal for the Chiefs. In the end, they're going to make way more in jersey sales and and everything. They're going to make that money back tenfold. I agree. I know they have this kind of a set salary cap, but they're going to be able to afford – players are going to want to go there and play for one-year deals because they know they're going to have a chance to win the championship because Mahomes is a real deal. And, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was a hell. Do you have a clap thing for where we can play right now? I mean, that was – Mahomes is the best in the game. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Props. He, he's in the right offense, and he reads – a good, a good coach. Amazing coach. Always, never, never really got the credit he deserved. Danny Reed's an amazing offensive coach. Copy that, and yeah, that they're they're going to win a two or at least a couple more titles in the next ten years, in my opinion. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see Patrick Mahomes retire with four to five rings. To be honest, I really wouldn't. It would, it would not surprise me. He can stay healthy. I totally agree with that. Yeah, if he stay, assuming he stays healthy and and uh, Andy Reid stays with him, you know, stays there uh, and doesn't retire, um, I could see them, you know, getting four or five over the next decade or so. So, what <clears> if <throat> I told you that there is a different model that could do the trick, and that model would be the 2013 Seattle Seahawks, a model in which you get a quarterback that doesn't cost you that much money. And you just invest in everything else. The problem with that is, is that you, 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 you hit, you hit, you hit gold. You hit the, you struck, you struck oil, you struck platinum or, you know, what's the most valuable unobtainium with Russell Wilson. Unobtainium. And, and, and gold pressed you, uh, gold pressed latinum to be a nerd for a Star Trek nerd for a minute. Um, <laughs> you struck, you struck you won the lottery times 10 when you got Russell Wilson and yeah, he was still on his rookie contract. The chances of you scoring a franchise quarterback in the NFL, there's only like six of them in the entire NFL. 
that's why Mahomes gets $45 million a year because there's only like six franchise quarterbacks, and Russell Wilson is one of them. So that could have easily been Brandon Whedon or Johnny Manziel or somebody like that, right? No, it couldn't have. It could not have. No, what? Not even close. No, no. What I'm saying is, there are plenty of worse quarterbacks that the Seahawks could have got, and they wouldn't have gone as far. Is what you're saying? Agreed. Yes. Okay. Yeah. From that angle, yes, yeah. absolutely. I thought you were saying that those guys could do the same. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, my argument falls apart because there might be one quarterback every four or five years that. Yes. Yes. That's that. the thing. Is 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 finding that diamond. You know, finding that one guy. Yeah, there's the obvious guys that come along, like when um, um, Peyton Manning or or Andrew Luck came out. Everyone knew, okay, that's the number one pick guy. There's no way that guy's not going to be a franchise quarterback. Uh, you know, but then, but then you're not, you're not ever know. I mean, Mahomes went what the second or third round? No, he went first uh, round. But oh, fifth, first round, fifteenth. Oh yeah, pick. he did. He went like twenty, twenty something. 15, yeah, fifteen. He went. Okay, so he went. He went a lot later. He wasn't. He wasn't the top of everyone's list. He right. went higher that year. Right. Didn't da- didn't Dak go that year? Dak went Higher? later. Dak went later. He went later. That's right. He went like the fourth. He was the fourth round guy. Um, but yeah, pa- um, you know the, the 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 reality is is what the model you're talking about isn't really possible because you'd have to win the lottery. Pat Mahomes was selected number ten. Oh, 10. in the 2017 draft, and courtesy of the Buffalo Bills trading. And I bet the Bills just. Just absolutely love that they've traded that pick, and 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 you know I, I'm sure the Bears are really happy with their number two pick of that same draft, who they are going to bench this year, and his his name is Mitchell Trubisky. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you know the, the point is is you, you know it's a diamond diamond in the rough diamond. You know it's impossible to find that one guy. There's a reason why he's getting paid forty five million dollars because. The market values his skill set that that well, that highly, and it's that hard to find a guy that can perform at that level. That you can put your team on that guy's shoulders and he will carry them across that goal line, you know, when the when the when the pressure's on. And like I said, there's like six or seven of them in the so, NFL. And that's Solak, it. And there's thirty teams fighting for him. Solak rebuttal. Um, is there a different 30. model to win in the NFL without paying one quarterback forty five million? I, I guess if he, I mean you go with with your example with, with we got lucky with Russell Wilson so yeah I guess there is because I mean we saw something in him nobody else did and we drafted him in the third round and he took us to two Super Bowls and we won one of the two so um, nor, normally I would say they're, they're stupid for paying forty five million for this guy but I, I think that organization is top notch to where they can surround. Patrick Mahomes with, you know, top quality prospects and to where they're going to win on the field. And yes, they'll lose these prospects in three, four years down the road with the contracts that they sign. But like I said earlier, people, these players are going to want to go to Kansas city and play for the one to two year deals because they know they're going to win NFL championships. And this so it's hard. I mean, it's sorry, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. No, I was just saying, I mean, it, it, it it's a, a it depends on who the who the player is. I mean, I it, it could happen either way. I mean, like I said, we proved it with Russell Wilson per, per your earlier question, but Mahomes is the real deal. And 
if he stays healthy, they're going to they're going to continue to win. Okay. Well, so the, I need to go. Hang on. hang on, hang on, hang on. Say one quick thing. One quick thing. One quick thing. One quick thing. Please, please, please. Okay, the 2013 model of the Seahawks. I think we give too much credit to to, to our offense, I, or not, not not enough credit to our offense. I think you can do you can do a model like you're talking about, where you have a cheap Trent Dilfer and the Ravens. 2001 or 2000, they won that. They won it all. You can do it with a with a passable quarterback that can just you know manage the game and not screw up. Joe Flacco, but you well. need an insanely overpowered defense, and we had an amazing defense. But did we have an insanely overpowered defense, or did we have a really, 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 really good defense and an offense that can carry us a little bit? I think we had the second one, so, but that's it. So I need you guys to take that supposition and defend it against the example of the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, don't sorry, you laugh, Solak. Dak... <laughs> we'll, start okay. with, we'll start with you first, Solak, since you seem so excited about this. <laughs> My question is, if, uh-huh. if it's a lottery and finding that next quarterback is it's a fool's errand to expect that to just fall out of the sky. Why not pay Dak Prescott? Solak, what do you think? Cause Dak, Dak Prescott, I don't care how I know Dallas has just surrounded him with after this last draft with amazing wide receivers and they got one of the best running backs in the league, but he, he does not, he, he's going to be paid one year. Is it a one year deal? But he, he, whatever it is, he's getting paid more than Russell Wilson this season. But the guy does not have the same talent as Russell Wilson. I, I just don't think he knows how to manage a, a football game. He's a he's a good quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. And but you, would I, take, I know. You, I, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say you'd take a chance at trying to get a draft pick to replace him. Yeah. Yes, I would. I don't. I don't think Dak Prescott's going to take anybody to the promised land. I really don't. If Russell Wilson were to get hurt and we had to look for a trade, I, I would not go for Dak Prescott in a trade. I'd rather build for the future because I think Prescott just a he's a decent quarterback who could take me, you know, take any team to the playoffs if he's surrounded by the right people. But the, the guy's not a leader. He can't win a Super Bowl. Is what you're saying? Exactly. I 100 percent believe he cannot win a Super Bowl. Matt. I have to agree that he can't carry a team. Um, I think he could he could be a member of a Super Bowl team, um, but it would require it would require a different GM because that GM would have to invest in a defense um, because they'd have to actually stop the other team from scoring, which that GM Mister Mister Jones has not bought anyone on defense in like thirty years. It seems like so. Yeah. Um, when it comes to Dak Prescott, they're in a tough spot because he he shows flashes of greatness, and then he shows two or three games in a row where it's like, how is this guy on an NFL roster? He's really good at handing the ball off to Ezekiel Elliott, but I could do that. I mean, you don't want to pay me millions to do that, but I could do that. Um, that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, so the reality is how much is he worth? That's the real question. He ain't worth anywhere near um, uh, $45 million a year. 
he isn't worth anywhere near what Russell Wilson's making, uh, it, which is the second most expensive contract, I think, right now on, on the books. Um, I would offer him mid-20s, the lower 20s, maybe maybe, maybe about $23 million a year, tops. And if he walks, uh, try and draft someone or keep Andy Dalton, who you have as his backup right now. Maybe potentially see if Andy, what Andy Dalton's got left. I think because Andy Dalton's only like 33, and he, he's a very, very capable quarterback. He's a potential Hall of Fame quarterback. He just never really got the right team behind so here's, him. So here's my – I'm glad you brought that up. Here's my thought is Dak Prescott is Andy Dalton. So maybe – Not it, really, but okay. No, no. I, I mean, Andy Dalton – gets his team to the playoffs and he doesn't win playoff games. That's what Dak Prescott is. Um, my, my thought is, well, what if, what if in that Trent Dilfer model, instead of trying to draft the next big thing, you keep Andy Dalton at a much lower cost, maybe a sub 20 million cost. Oh yeah. And then like, Solak, like Solak, what you were saying, you just load up at every other position on the team. Maybe, exactly. maybe that's a model that might work is you find somebody above, you know, average to above average and try to make that work. I mean, that's what the Patriots are doing right now. They grabbed uh, Cam wow. Newton, not because Cam Newton's going to put everything on his back and win, win anything. It's just that he's better than all the other garbage on their team, you know, as far as quarterbacks go. Yeah, and 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 the thing of it, the thing is, is Andy Dalton's got a bad, he's got a bum rap. He he is better than people think he is. The the uh, the the losses in the playoffs were not only one of them was due to an interception he threw at the end of the game. The red like the, the seven other times were not none of his fault. Uh, it was poor coaching by Mar- Mar- Marvin Lewis coached way too long at Cincinnati. I don't know how he had a job so job security for like eleven years when he should have been fired like four years into that. Um, but, uh, no, I, I think, I think Andy Dalton is quite capable of leading a team to the end to the Super Bowl. You could get him a lot cheaper. Uh, and, and I, he's more capable of a thrower than Dak Prescott. Uh, Dak has, adds the scrambling ability, so it's a different style, but, uh, but I think, uh, but Andy can make the throws that, that Dak can't. And yeah, I think I like that idea. You, you, uh, you, you cut costs there a little bit in the quarterback and then you invest elsewhere. And you go big uh, on on defense and and get them in some more wide receivers to throw to. Exactly, guys. Not going to happen because Jer- Jerry Jones is an idiot. Jerry Jones so. will not do that. No, <laughs> he's going to pay. He's going to pay Dak Prescott a lot of money, way too much money. But, he's, but it's yeah. it's Jerry Jones. He's going to pay way too much on things that don't matter. And yep. uh, <laughs> he, I mean, this is the guy that paid Sean Lee, the middle linebacker way too much for constantly getting injured every year. Uh, this and- is the guy who, when he, when, he, when he went to build Jerry World, they couldn't get enough marble tile that his wife wanted. So he bought the mine in, in Italy, cut himself to the front of the land, stole all the, all the marble he wanted, then sold the company just so that he could get the marble that he wanted. Well, that's not stealing. That's just well, business. no, but it's it's just being. That's the kind of guy. He's a willing to spend, <laughs> overspend, and all that. I mean, it's, on he will go and yeah, buy on ridiculous things. Yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> that, so that, like, that was my point. So, like, what does this mean for Russell Wilson in a couple of years? 
this $45 million a year. Are you talking about the future, Russell Wilson? I'm sorry, I didn't yeah, hear you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, in two, three years, whenever Wilson's contract is up, um, what do you do if you're the Seahawks? Well, first of I, all, let me, let, me, let me really quick define. He, okay. has, he has 30 – he has – uh, 2020 makes 31 million. Then he makes 32 million in 30 in 2021. Then he has a potential walk away. Then there's, but then after if he sticks around, there's two more where he makes 37, then 39. Thank you, Matt. I, Thank you, Matt, for validating what I exactly just said. In two or three years, yeah. his contract well, he can walk away too. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, I think. I know. I, I think unless the Seahawks are stupid, they don't want to keep him. I think Russell Wilson's going to stay true to. Seattle, I think he's going to finish out his contract. I think if there's a chance, you know, three, two, three, four years down the road where he gets a new contract and they still have a chance to compete, which I, unless he gets hurt, I think this guy is going to be a contender for the next five to six years. But, you know, you, you, even with our piece of crap offensive line, but the guy the guy is loyal to Seattle, and I, and I think he would be willing to take a pay cut to where – if he could, you know, like Brady did last year, he had what twenty million dollar deal. I, I, I mean, Russell Wilson's more of a, a decent human being than Tom Brady, so I, I think we're going to see Russell Wilson finish out his career in Seattle. Decency aside, I'm not certain I agree with you, Matt. Before I give my thoughts, what, what do you think? Well, I have to agree that he has shown that he is a, an absolutely thoroughly decent individual. Um, with you know all his, his volunteer work and and, and the, some of the programs he's done and charity work and, and he's just a solid dude. Um, uh, I you know I mean I can see him trying to trying to extort more money. Uh, come the the twenty twenty two out potential out. Uh, you know, making forty five million dollars a year is a huge jump up from a thirty two. I couple <laughs> Statistically, uh, Mahomes is is has been better and, and is younger and less risk of injury and all that. But maybe he maybe Russell might decide he 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 deserves a little more. Okay, so uh, I I got to jump in and say that Russell Wilson threatened to hold out last year, um, and it yep. was rumored that oh, yeah. he was going to go to the Giants. So. I heard Solak say baloney to you, Matt Page. And uh, was it baloney? I, I was thought it was something else. I heard baloney. Baloney. Yes. Right. 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 <laughs> okay. Or baloney. Right. Right. So please, okay. please, Solak, tell us where Matt and I are wrong. <laughs> because that that was last year. I think Russell knows he's getting older, and he knows that they need to build a little bit more around him to where he's made enough money in his lifetime to where he doesn't need to ask for $45 million a year. He, he'll be happy with 25 to $30 million a year. Um, he, he's a, he's a legit human being. And, and I totally hundred percent disagree. I think he's going to, he's going to stay here in Seattle till the end of his career, unless the Seahawks decide to want to want to trade him. But I, I don't see that happening. I, I call hundred in fact, in fact, breaking news, I just, Russell Wilson just tweeted me, he says, <laughs> oh. Orange Cassidy is going to win tonight. So. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, so I, for the I record. I want to throw that in there. <laughs> for the record, he's 31, and we have, what, three quarterbacks in the NFL that are in like 40, 
42, 43, 44 range. Drew Brees, um, Brady, and um, um, Rogers. Rivers. No, Brady. Rogers is like three years younger than them. Three years younger than them. Brees? Yeah, Brees, Brees, Brady, and, and Rivers. Okay. Um, so he's so Russell is thirty-one. So he could he theoretically got ten years left in his in his in his. Uh, assuming assuming he continues working and and adjusts as he loses a step, which he will, uh, to a more stable quarterback, you know, in the pocket kind of guy. Um, and assuming we we actually protect him and get an offensive all, line. And all things being equal, yeah, got it. He he's got ten years left, so it's not like he's you know, going to settle down and, oh, yeah, we're good, you know, no problem. He's going to want to milk as much money as he can out of this. Uh, <clears throat> Baloney. Baloney. He's already shown that pattern of behavior. Um, uh, okay. I, I passed, but okay. I, I do agree with Matt. I have to throw out there that we, we the, the, the one thing that we don't know is what, what, what the NFL is going to turn into. With a severe loss in funding based off of potentially a full year without gate receipts from fans. And I don't know if you guys saw this. The NFL is asking players if they can hold up to 35% of their salaries in escrow for this year. Uh, I, I wonder if teams get really shaky on these high you know high high costs for a quarterback it really makes me wonder if teams don't try to go the cheaper route and and i wonder once again is going the cam newton way is going the andy dalton way is going you know a good enough quarterback way going to be is, is a is the corner a franchise quarterback a luxury is what you yeah yeah exactly so are we going to go? Uh, you know, so what you're what you're proposing, or what you're what you're hypothetically, you know, talking towards, is the conditions that exist today in the MLB, where there is there is that superstar that gets crazy amounts of money and they throw money at them, three hundred million dollars, four hundred million dollars, whatever, and then there's the guys who are really solid veterans and, and good players, but it's like, eh, we'll give you like two million or a camp invite. Or whatever, because we're going to build from those. We're going to build with the cheap guys, the guys that are on the rookie contracts. Yeah. So uh, you're saying is maybe maybe we reach that kind of situation where where it's like that, and then there are teams that start to win without the luxury of the quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's. I, I don't know if MLB is the right metaphor for that. Um. Because. It's just yeah. What, it's just a comparison what, market what, kind of yeah. What, yeah. what I'm envisioning though is more other more other you know other position spots getting inflated in their uh in their value i don't know we, we're not going to know we're not going to know for a couple couple years i'm just curious if there's another way to do this other than to pay the top 10 quarterbacks so much that it hamstrings you Yeah, but having that one, I mean, having that having that franchise quarterback can make a hell of a difference. We've seen it time and time and time again. 
Even how many games? I know. Even if it, these guys win, even if it doesn't make a difference on the field, it makes a difference in jersey sales. It makes a difference yeah. in television revenue. Yeah, I mean, it, it means everything to be on Sunday Night Football right now. Everything. Yep. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, and, and I mean, and just just look at the, um, you know, you've got <clears throat> you've got your team, and you've got, you know, you need to score five points, and you've got two minutes left in the game, and it's the fourth quarter, and and who do you want to hand the ball to, Brian Hoyer, or Patrick Mahomes? You know, I mean, it's like one you're, one has the, the, probably the game is over, and the other is the other will might might win it for you. But the the argument then is is, is you know do you build a good enough team that you can win the four, the other fifty eight minutes, so you don't need that two minutes, and. Yeah, that's that's something good the market's got to quantify. Yeah, well, can I bring can I bring up a question you brought in our pregame or pre-show meetings? You you asked us about the NFL owners wanting thirty five percent of players' salaries in twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah, I do want to talk about to that. be held in escrow. Anything to um, not talk about Brian Hoyer? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I read about it, but I, I'm still trying to understand that. But I, I think it's wrong for the NFL owners to ask for 35% of the players' salaries to be able to escrow because of COVID-19, what's going on. These guys are going to go play and possibly, you know, get, get COVID-19 and endanger their families. I I personally think, I mean, NFL owners get enough from these TV deals to where they shouldn't, shouldn't be asking for, you know, a portion of the players' salaries. I get it; they're going to lose ticket sales, but it, I, I don't know the collect, I don't know the bargaining agreements. But why can't they just you know like lower the salary cap and the you know and then two or three years down the line, you know, make adjustments there? I don't I don't get why they they're trying to steal money from these players or putting their their lives on the line because it's all about the bottom dollar, and they don't want their profits to suffer. They want the they want the the uh, the losses to be socialized among the players. And not not their own pockets. That's crap. I get what you're saying. That's crap. I it don't. Is. I don't know if that's fair, Matt. But I will say this: um, it is about greed on the owner's part. I, I agree with you on the greed part, but I, I kind of wonder why the owners won't open up their books and prove because they're making insane profits. Of course they, they are. Don't want of to- course they are. I know. Yeah. But I mean, like, if you want to, if you want to come to me with your hat in your hand and pleading, you know, pleading poverty, don't I have to see it to believe it? I mean, if you're going to go to the, go to the players and say like 35% of your salary, we're just going to put that, uh, we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to put that in our bank account, gain interest off that. And then when we think you can have that, we'll just give that to you. That is so freaking sleazy. That, well, that is just now, so... do the do the players get that interest too or not? No, of course Probably not. not. Of course not, not. at all. Yeah. No. So then, no. Yeah, I mean that would one hundred percent no would be my answer as a player. I mean no. they're hold, they're holding it as collateral against losses is what the goal is, right? But if the getting is if the getting is good they get all the interest off of this, off of this, you know, savings account that they have. And 
you know, I'm not a financial genius, people. I am yeah. fully aware of that. I spent $200 <laughs> on a microphone, which over to over an XLR mic over a digital network probably doesn't make a damn bit of difference. But, <laughs> but I, do know that, I do know this when you're like taken from my paycheck, you're screwing me. And that's, that's what it looks, that's what it looks and smells and sounds like to me as far as what's going on here. If anything, they should be making more this year. They should be getting hazard pay because they're risking their li- their lives, really. Let's be honest. They're flat out risking their lives. It's a low percentage mortality rate, but it also has a uh, has a rate, a high rate of long-term damage being inflicted upon the body. And you potentially could spread that to your family and, and so forth. And so they are risking a lot. And you want to pay them less. Well, they're not. I don't. They're not paying them less. That's well, how they. they that's how they tell themselves. You know, like, oh, we're not paying you less. We're just gonna hold on to your money for you. Yeah, yeah, because you can't be trusted with your own money. You can't be trusted. <laughs> you won't invest it properly. <laughs> so yeah. we're gonna do that for you, and then if you're lucky, you'll get it back later on. Uh, folks, no, I, I, it, it's, the, it's all BS in the software world. This is called this is called an added feature. Ah, yeah. We're giving you the not added feature of an escrow uh, of holding yeah. on your money. Yeah, um, it's not a bug feature. <laughs> but so, like, what were you saying? <laughs> yeah, Matt covered it. I just, I, I just think it's a joke because I mean, this question shouldn't even be brought up. I, I get why we're talking about it, but if the NFL owners get 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 away with what you know with this request i think they should just freaking sit out like michael thomas of the saints said they should just all players should just sit out because that's that's bull baloney i won't say that other word i want to say i mean that that's wrong that's i mean ugh. so that's my response switching <laughs> topics i was going to talk about um, all the different quarterbacks there's actually a very good crop of quarterbacks in college football these days but uh, uh, unless you guys want to go into it, I was curious a little bit more about what happened with the Ivy League today. And the Ivy League decided that they're going to play in the spring. And just want to get your thoughts on it. Are they cutting all sports? I mean, I didn't read no. much into it. I saw a headline. No, they're, just, be, saying, let me they're just saying fall, just forget fall. fall. They said forget fall. Yeah. They'll reschedule. Okay. Especially football. Um, they said football will do. We're not doing it in fall. We're just, if we'll do it in spring, we'll do it in spring. We'll see what happens. Um, I think it's, I think it's a smart move because hopefully theoretically by then we have a vaccine and, and people, you know, we, we have a way to move forward. That's safer for everyone. Um, you know, it's not necessarily necessity that we play, um, you know, in the fall itself. We, you know, it, it's just it's always been historically played in the fall because we don't want to play in the middle of the summer because it's just too hot to play in the summer. Well, school's uh, not but in But spring, yeah, and school's not in. But spring, school's in, kids are there, uh, the temperature's not too hot. Um, sure, why not? It might be safer. Um, my opinion, even though I, I do like this question we had for a pre-show prep, but... Okay, we'll go back to that in a minute. Then. College, <laughs> college football is not a spring sport. I think it's stupid. Um, spring sports are track and baseball, and oh, thank God. if they're going to cut... I, I 
support their if they want to cancel college football in the fall because this virus is not getting getting any better. So Matt, I just Matt in the audience, I just want to say thank God because I thought uh, Solak was going to say spring sports are stupid like soccer and and Brazilians. And, oh yeah, and, no, I, like, I, 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 I like, didn't oh, God, say that. I was my few fans out there. I was, there. <laughs> I was sure that's where it was going. That's where I thought it was headed. <laughs> but also, apparently, according to Solak, when, when track and, and, and these sports sports are spring sports are going, it's impossible to play football. We can't play it. It's not allowed. <laughs> football, oh, only football Brazilians would think of that. I know. Yeah. Let's talk about college football and these. Well, they're in the southern, aren't they? In the southern yeah. hemisphere, they they have they have. Oh, summer so it's fall, fall for the, it's fall uh, for them. You're talking. There you go. Soccer to them, so we're, we're totally <laughs> talking about sports right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Solak. Go uh, ahead. What were you saying? <laughs> Anyways, I want to talk about Gus Malzahn of Auburn and how <laughs> Matt just. <laughs> Whichever. Yes, the question, uh, that, the question oh. that I had, hang on, the question that I had before the show, um, huh? we'll move on, um, was uh, I want to look at all these, there's a lot of great quarterbacks, but in my opinion, there's a lot of coaches that shove quarterbacks into systems, and I don't know if it best puts them into a position uh, to go to the NFL. It might put them in position to win, you guys tell me. But, uh, yeah, like Auburn's uh, Gus Malzahn with Bo Nix. Um, you know, you're also looking at uh, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss with uh, John Reese Plumley and uh, Dabo Sweeney and Trevor Lawrence, Ohio State's Ryan Day and Justin Fields, and Texas's Tom Herman and Sam Ellinger. And you're looking at Texas A&M's Jimbo Fisher and Kellen Mond, North Carolina's Mac Brown and Sam Howell, Oklahoma's Lincoln Riley and Spencer Rattler, Mississippi State, Mike Leach, and K.J. Costello, as well as Louisville, Scott Satterfield, and Mikhail Cunningham. There is a lot of dynamic coach. There are a lot of dynamic coaches and quarterbacks. I'm just curious who's going to ruin <laughs> which quarterback's career and who's going to put a, uh, their quarterback in the best position for going to the NFL. Uh Winning, winning in, at the college level, and if the two are the same, let me know. You should let our Oregon Ducks experts start off with this. Oh, I made sure not to put any Oregon Ducks on here. <laughs> but still, uh, you can no, start. I, I believe he wants me to state for the record. Uh, I, I, I have to state for the record that I hate Gus Malzone's face. Um, <laughs> I really, I really, I really hate his face. Is that because he beat I, Oregon? Um. Partially, but also because he's just got that that face that I just I, I hate I hate his face. Um, but uh, and I'm 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 absolutely willing to say that to his face um, if I were to meet his face. Uh, but anyway, uh, he uh, part of part of why I hate him is he is a good developer of quarterbacks. I think in my in my opinion, um, Bonex is is in good hands there. Um, Top of the list in terms of, in my opinion, developmental and, and, and these projects that, that have that you should watch out for um, would be um, Kiffin and Plumlee. Trevor Lawrence um, is going to be the top notch, top first quarterback to draft the next year from, from Clemson, but I don't think Davos Sweeney had anything to do with that. Um, and um, 
watch out Oklahoma Lincoln Riley. I, I like Oklahoma and the style that they're playing and what they're doing with their quarterback. Spencer Rattler is an intriguing prospect. We'll see there. And Mike Leach stole the graduate transfer KJ Costello from Stanford. Um, I'm not sure how he'll fit into that air raid offense, but it should be interesting to watch. Okay, we'll stop you. Th- we'll stop you there. Um, yeah. So, luck on that first batch. What, what are your thoughts? I think uh, I don't. Gus Gus came back after that, or Newton Cam Newton went to the pros, didn't he? I yeah. believe. Yeah. Yes. So I think Gus's system is more of a a system player. I think Bo Nix is young, but I don't. I think it's more of a system, and I don't, I don't see him going to the NFL to be a top notch quarterback. Lane Kiffin is a pile of, <clears throat> and uh-huh. Plumlee's more of a product of the system. I don't see him being an NFL quarterback. I think Dabo Sweeney, I totally disagree with Matthew Page, and I think he's a heck of a coach, and he does have a small sample size at Clemson, but he did produce Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. So I would say that's probably the top of the class. Um, Ryan Day and Justin Fields, Ohio State, is a good quarterback university. Ryan Ryan Day is a good coach. He didn't inherit I, I think he inherited a great team from Urban Meyer, but I think he's going to continue the tradition there. Can I, I, think can I just Fields stop right here? I I have to pump the brakes. Didn't didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do it. Like George Bush, <laughs> or at least Dana Carvey doing Bush. Oh, my Bush. gosh. Don't want to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, do it. Ohio State is not a quarterback factory. They put no, out They put out wide receivers who – who have once played quarterback at Ohio State, but uh... and 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 my well my angle when I when I okay we didn't talk about what a dirtbag Lane Kiffin is I, I I I agree there but the point is is that these are these are guys who can develop quarterbacks Lane Kiffin is a can can do offense he can do quarterback play he's a good quarterback coach everything else I don't like about the guy but he does have that ability well personally I, I, I personally you Kiffin. don't like him either. I would tell him to his face that I hate his face as well. <laughs> and and I, I would ask him how, how, it, how it feels to be fired on the tarmac at LAX. Anyway, anyways, I'm okay with the interrupt to me, but uh, I think I still think Justin Fields is going to be a good NFL quarterback. That's yeah. my two cents. Okay. Uh, where I don't, where did, did we stop there, or can I yeah, continue keep going, on? Yeah, keep I don't going. Know. Sorry. Uh, Texas, Tom Herman, and Erling, Sam Erlinger. I don't see that as more of – I don't think they, yeah. their prospects, I think, is more of a system – there. Sorry, uh, I, got, I gotta Fisher. stop you. I gotta stop you one more time. Just a bigger, broader oh question. God. Sorry. Texas oh, has there ever <laughs> listen, anyway, go on. listen to you. Um anyway, uh is there any college in you know in the NCAA that should win more and absolutely is inept at every phase of the game for the last 10 years than Texas. Well, I, I think Mac wasn't Mac Brown at Texas. I think he's a better coach than Tom Herman. I think he's I got a more of a track record. Yeah. A track record of developing quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Mac Brown had involvement in North Carolina and developing that David Jones guy or whatever the hell his name is with the giants. But either way, I wouldn't, I was going to get to him. I don't know much about Sam Howell, but, I have faith in Mac Brown. I feel like Matt's got a strong opinion about this. Okay, go ahead, Matt. 
I have no strong opinions about that. You don't think Texas should be a lot better than they really are? I am thoroughly enjoying Texas being terrible. <laughs> okay. No, let's just, let's okay. Just, let's just. I'm not talking about what you enjoy pers- that. No, I mean, okay. I mean, aren't they like when you look at teams like USC and Texas? Yeah. You never step back and just think, what are? They- no. Are they, they intentionally trying to? Forum. Are they intentionally yes. trying to suck? Yes, I, I firmly believe that. Yes, they <laughs> must be because. They, the last time they were good was like 2009. And Vince I want to say Colt McCoy. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then Vince, Vince Young, Vince Young was like 2005 or 2004. Uh, when they, 2005 was when they, won the, when, they, when they won the Rose Bowl. 2005, Vince Young. But uh, yeah, Colt McCoy, they had, they had, they were, few, they were good for four years after Vince Young with Colt McCoy. And then, yeah, then they just fell flip. Okay, so uh, when you were quiet, Sam Ellinger, Matt, yeah. Matt, though, when you were quiet just then, that was not because you were stewing over this. It's because no. deep down inside you were laughing, laughing your head I was off, giggling maniacally. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, you were too quiet. I didn't know what was going on there. Um, so, like, what were you going to say about Texas? I uh, I just. Like I said, Mac Brown was a better coach there. If he was yeah. still there, I might give Sam Ellinger some more props, but I just don't think – I mean, I think he's just a product of the system, and he might make make a future NFL team as a second or third team quarterback. Um, Jimbo Fisher mm-hmm. with Texas A&M, he was a former Florida State guy. I think he, he can develop quarterbacks. Um, uh, what's his name? Winston from – from Tampa Bay who's moved on, but I think he's probably his, his best over the years, even though he's not that, that great, but he did make the NFL. Uh, but Kellen Mond, I never heard of the guy, but he, I mean, hopefully I'll eat crow and he'll do have a hell of a season. Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, it's a great system there. They produce great quarterbacks, but he was only been the head coach there, what, two or three years. Um, he, he does have a great, he was offensive coordinator before that. So we'll see how Spencer Rattler does. And then real quick on Mike Leach, 95% of his quarterbacks are the product of the system, except for my boy Gardner Minshew, who we've talked about in the past. KJ Costello. I don't remember K- that. KJ Costello is a trans- fifth year, was a fifth year transfer from Stanford. Right. He was, yeah. yeah, he was a he was a second-rated prospect in America in 2016. I don't know why the hell he went to Stanford. Uh, I mean, besides the education, I mean, who needs that, an education? Make him a... That's for jerks. Yeah, because Stanford is a terrible school and and a terrible program with David Shaw, who's a great coach, who's done very well. That but color he, scheme, more of a defensive guy. But KJ, I, I'm excited to see how KJ does in the system. I mean. It, We'll see if it helps him get into the NFL or not because he, like I said, he was a great high school prospect. And then Louisville, this this guy Scott yeah. Satterfield he used to coach Appal- Appalachian State, so I mean he's got a track record of having a good offense. But that's, I really that's can't a level down though. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's hard to make a judgment on that. I'd go to I'd go to Stanford just for the mascot. Okay, that that <laughs> mascot, the the weird looking tree thing that does like all kinds of acrobatics on the sideline while you're playing games. It's, it's weird. 
Anyway. <laughs> Stanford has Anyways, a that's stupid my- mascot. Their band is not very good at what they do. <laughs> and uh, they play in front of nobody. And, um, you know, except You don't like the-, the farm? No, I don't like the farm. Nobody goes to okay. those games. It's a boring atmosphere <laughs> in a boring town full of a bunch of stuck-up snobs. But I would like uh-huh. a degree. I would love a degree from there. That'd be nice. That's what that's that's what I'm saying. Like if I was getting recruited, it's like okay, well, you know, I'm getting a call from I'm getting a call from Mississippi State at Mike Leach, or I'm getting a call from Stanford. Well, if I blow out my knee in my junior year, I still wind up with a degree from Stanford. So hey, let's go with Stanford. You don't like getting <laughs> locked in closets, Matt? No, I don't. I oh, really okay. don't. Or was it a shed? I forgot already. I think it was a shed. I think it was a shed. Okay. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. No, I, I I don't like anything about Stanford, but I do understand if uh, if they're knocking down your door, like all the big schools, right? Stanford's yeah. the one that I kind of like, okay, I know you're not a perennial powerhouse, but I really, I'm going to have to think about this. You know, yeah, you have uh, to consider them. I, I have to really consider it. I mean, it, you know, what's most important to me in life. I mean, uh, so for the audience out there, Matt and I have talked about this. What is most important to you in life? If it's a degree, you have to take Stanford or Vanderbilt. If it's, um, if it's cocaine, you have to take Florida. Oh yeah. Florida, Um, Florida state, Florida, Florida state. If it's, if it's a a gold diggers, Arizona state, Arazona state. Um, You, you got to figure out what's important to you in life and find the school that matches what you're looking for. <laughs> and you play, and they play in a power five conference. I mean, it's not like they're playing, you know, playing in a lower right. conference. You're playing at USC and UCLA and UW and Oregon and all that. I mean, you'll get, you'll get national TV recognition. So you can obviously get drafted in the NFL. It's as all their offensive linemen do and they're tight ends. Yeah. Um, and they're and they're uh, they're linebackers as well. There's plenty of quarterbacks. Uh, I want to uh, real 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 quick. I gotta add. I know. Oh, you gotta add. Hang on. I know what Select's gotta add. If it's cow tipping, and shooting at signs on a Saturday night, then Wazoo. That, that would be Pullman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I know Matt's favorite announcer went to and went and played quarterback for Stanford. Uh, the one and only ESPN announcer, Kirk Kerbstreet. I just had to throw that fact in there. I thought Herb, he went to Herb Ohio Street? State. Uh, did he go to Ohio State? Then he went to Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. Ohio State. I, I, I am wrong. I am sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Herp, my bad. Herp, Herp Derp Street went to. Uh, he went to. Um, yeah, because he's always incredibly biased. You are correct. Uh, yeah, that is my mistake. I disagree with you, Matt. I don't think he's as biased as you think he is. Um, like I, I, every time I see him on game day when it's at a pack a Pac-12 game, he's always really nice. Like. He's really complimentary. I I know people give him a hard time, but like he gives the Pac-12 props when the Pac-12 deserves it. Yep. Recently, we haven't deserved it. So there's... there's <laughs> and you guys got time to look at the Mariners' schedule? Absolutely. All right. Um, let's take a look at that. Um, I assume everybody knows out there, yesterday the... MLB put out the 60-game Mariners schedule as well as everybody else's schedule. I just wanted to get your ideas. What do you think about playing 
what is it, 30 games, no, 40 games against the AFC, oh, God dang it, not the AFC, the American League West. Yeah, we're playing the Chiefs and the Broncos. There we go. Uh, No, the (laughs) 40 games against the AL West, and then, what's it, four games? 20 games. Four games against, against the NOS. Yeah, but four games against each of the NOS teams, right? Um, two and two. I only see three for San Diego. Four, oh, oh, no, I see six for San Diego. Okay. Four, four for, for San Francisco. Four for the Dodgers. Three for Colorado. Okay, so our arch enemy and geographic rivals, we play a couple more games. We play six games against our arch rival and geographical rival. Well, let's yeah. talk about our arch geographical rivals. The the team that is just, you know, like right down the street, only 1,500 miles from us, uh, yeah. the San Diego Padres. You Conveniently located right next door. <laughs> you excited to see those guys again? Uh, every year I'm excited to see the San Diego Padres. You would think it would be an easy win for us, but obviously it isn't. But <laughs> Not the last 20 years it hasn't. <laughs> yeah, we play Arizona only three games too. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, it's our rival. We got, we got to play our rival. We're playing three there, three and three, three there, three here. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're rising. They're, they've got a better team than we do this year, I think. Oh no! Yeah, they do. Oh no! Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Is that what we fall they into? Suffer... Yeah, we we that's where we are. Um, we're still a year away from. I mean, like we're them. They're a year ahead of us, basically, in terms of bringing up their their next wave of big guys. Um, so they're yeah, they've got a they got a they got a stud super superstar uh, uh, shortstop. They got a they got a, a solid third baseman who's a jerk. They got uh, an overpaid first baseman um, and a bunch of interesting bats in the outfield and some very interesting arms for that rotation. So, like, how do um, you? So, like, how do you? Uh, I'm sorry, Matt. That's all I can listen to about the Padres. No, that's, that's um, all. That's all I had. That was it. <laughs> so, like, what do you think about opening up on the road against the Astros and the Angels? Are we ready to face the Astros? Or what do you think? Uh, Normally I would say no. I mean, I know we talked about the last podcast. I think we made our predictions. I said, I think 23 wins, but last year is different. This year, I guess it depends on who's healthy come July 24th when we open the season against Houston. I mean, seven games on the road, but I mean, right now I would say 0-7 on the road for those first seven, but. Oh, no. But. But if if certain players like Mike Trout sits out or or they get you know the COVID, I'm not I'm not laughing. I'm just being serious. There's a chance we go for you are laughing. I can hear you laughing. You're laughing right now. Oh my gosh! (laughs) I I could see us getting four five wins on this road trip. If you, I mean, somebody's going to win this this season. They're going to win the World Series, and they're going they may have a team half, half filled with minor leaguers and sadly it could be our Seattle Mariners. <laughs> Would you accept that? Would you accept that? Does it count? No, it doesn't count, but I mean, that's why I'm highly, there needs to be an asterisk by every, every stat, every win, every. Nope. W's and W. 
I don't but, give it. That's a bunch of bull <clears throat> baloney. This year, I, I, this year's different. I think I, I disagree with the WZW. I, Matthew Page. If, <laughs> I, I, I want to take I want to take a moment and I want to complain because every single year of my life it seems like <laughs> we always open against Oakland. Why do we ever get to open against anyone else? We always end versus Oakland too. Yeah, we always end against Oakland. We always open against Oakland, and I, I always want to go to home. I always think about going to home. You know, the home opener. Every you never year. go to a game, but I don't. That's but I don't want me, to. But I don't want. Let me fix, let me finish what I'm saying, man. Come on. Sorry. I don't want to because it's Oakland. I'm like, oh god, I don't want to go watch Oakland. I don't want to hassle with all the you know the sellout crowd and the, and the inflated prices and all that crap. And, you know, pay three hundred dollars for one one night of baseball and it's against Oakland. I, you know, I want to see some variety in my life. Maybe the Angels. You know, maybe uh, the Rangers. Maybe maybe let's let's get crazy. Maybe maybe we open against. The Diamondbacks. I don't know, just for the heck of it. I, you know, somebody we did, we don't normally see. You know, I, uh, anyway. Last um, me, last for me. I, I, if we close against the Dodgers, I don't, I don't believe you would even go. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, because at that point, if we close against the Dodgers, at that point, we're about thirty games out from the playoffs. That means the so season. Why that means the season bothered? ended way too soon. Yeah. Yeah, and why bother going to see the game when it's, they're going to still want to charge me forty-five dollars for a bleacher seat? Yeah, you'd pay $45. That's, that's the reality. You would not. That's, no, yeah, I wouldn't. I think you would. But, yeah. Either way, we can't go to the games this year. So that's, that's irrelevant, I guess. <laughs> well, Matt, <laughs> Good point. Uh, yeah. Matt, since we need our um, our Dodger minute, because apparently every okay. show. That's right, folks. Middle of August. Every show, we have to have one minute of Matt <laughs> yammering on about the damn Dodgers. No, we don't. No, I mean, are you excited? Uh, they hit our schedule right smack dab in the middle. Is that right one? Smack in the middle of August, yeah. Is that one where, like, uh, everybody should make sure they, as they're working from home, sign off a little bit early and watch those games on TV? Because the, the Tuesday and the Thursday games are at 4 o'clock. Um, but it's yeah, still, I, it's you still know, wait, they're it's at 4 o'clock? Matter, are you kidding me? Yeah, there's there's it, well Monday and Tuesday uh, of that week, we're playing two games in LA, and the the Monday game is at six forty, and then the Tuesday game is at four ten, and then the Wednesday game is here in Seattle for at six forty, and then the Thursday game is at four ten. The because same... they have to get on a plane that night because they're playing the very next day somewhere else. We're in the same damn time zone. I understand that, but if, but in two on Tuesday the eighteenth of August. There's a 4:10 game where, where the Dodgers are hosting us. They have to then get on a plane, fly to Seattle, and play the same team again, but in Seattle <laughs> that next day. There isn't there aren't the usual breaks that there are. So uh, between series sometimes. So they you know they they're having to play some weird times. I them. am really but, not happy with that because you have an extraordinarily large squad that you there's have. There's a lot of one o'clock games. There's a lot of one o'clock games. <sighs> And 11 o'clock games. I'm not happy about this. I mean, you have an extraordinary large squad. I don't stop working until about 6 o'clock. So you're telling me I got to, in mid midweek, I have to, like. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I Thursday, disagree. August 6th, the Angels 
They're here, but they're playing at one ten in the afternoon. So like, uh, am I, so like, am I being unreasonable here? No, you're not being reasonable. I think that's bull crap. They they, they need they to be to, adhering to, to your schedule. I think that's wrong. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Everyone should adhere to Abraham's schedule. Yes, yes, they, yes, should. they should. Seven yes, o'clock. They should. I, these games uh, on the West Coast in the West Coast by West Coast teams need to be at seven o'clock. That's what my forefathers came to this country for was to watch games at seven o'clock. They didn't come here to watch games at four o'clock because four o'clock is like what time you watch the Mariners over playing the Yankees and you end up missing yeah. half the game. I was going to, I was going to say your, your ridiculousness aside, you do have, there is one point, which is we're all concentrated. We're only playing West coast teams. So we're all other than Houston, I guess in Arizona and Colorado. Um, okay. So there's some exceptions. Okay. <laughs> Texas. We're, we're prominently on the West Coast. So, yeah, the game should be later because they're not having to fly back. They're not having to leave. They're, they're not doing a 4 o'clock game because they have to then get on an airplane and fly and play a 1 o'clock game the next day in Boston. Yeah. You know? Um, so, they're, they're – yeah, I don't know. I, they're, trying to, they're, trying to, they're trying to allow maximum amount of time for traveling, and there is a lot, of, a lot to squeeze in on a short amount of time. Well, wait. do the best they can. Well, then play a freaking doubleheader. Yeah, exactly. Give yourself, give yourself well, a day see, off. Yeah, uh, they have a. Well, see, here's the thing. You're also complaining, but you're the man who watches the condensed game after the game's already over, and you prefer that. So why no, do you I care? prefer that when the games aren't at seven o'clock because they're playing half their games in the freaking Eastern Time Zone. That's done out of necessity, not out of preference. But, <sighs> but you I know. Give up on- yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't care anymore. Do what you want. <laughs> live, live in the world you want. I need you to accept that I'm being inconvenienced. <laughs> you are being incredibly inconvenient. Yes. And I don't care. In fact, it's actually, it's actually uh, provided a little bit of joy to me. Um, <laughs> the, fact that, the fact that it inconveniences you makes this season that much all, better. All of a sudden, you're like, I'm down for this. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's enhance your point, Dave. The first week of the season, they finish up in L.A. Angels. The last game of the series is at 640. It's not at 4 o'clock. It's 640, and then they fly home. So why the hell can't they have these 4 o'clock games at least at 6 o'clock for you to where you'd miss maybe one inning at the most? That, that, that was, you, you got robbed, Abe. I'll right, say that. I did. I thank wow. you. Somebody, wow. somebody understands me. up. Somebody understands me. No. All of a sudden on this show, Select gets way more time. <laughs> he gets more time, and he's allowed to curse. I, you, you've been, uh, okay. you've been given the free reign. I took, wow. and you're allowed to hate as many types of people as you want to hate. <laughs> be it nice. Brazil, be it soccer fans, be it soccer, be it uh, people who get drunk and go and people watch who get drunk. Get... <laughs> you do that, Derek. Oh, oh, well, we don't know yet. We don't know, we yet. Don't know yet. That's happening. That's happening soon. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, actually, so like, why don't, uh, why don't we end here by giving you a shout out to whomever you please. So, uh, this week, let's go ahead and I, I, I know I, I sound like I'm repeating myself again, but I, I still got to give a shout out to our Everett Aquatox. Please go support them. Go, go, if you live in Ever, go stop by and you know and visit their team store or order online. I mean, these guys lost out on a season, and 
they're, they're a big part of our community and everettaquasocks.com please www.everettaquasocks.com uh, please go out go and support them i i can't say that enough and uh, you know me i'll probably say it again <laughs> next week uh, for either of you any non sports shout outs you want to give I do. I'm gonna. Can I inter- I'm gonna interrupt you, Matt. Sorry if you're about ready to say something. That I, I, go ahead. I guess I should. I mean, I guess I should state this because this is important in my life. Happy anniversary to my wonderful wife, who I love very much. Tomorrow's our 26th anniversary. I cannot forget that. Oh. I have to give a shout out to your wife as well for sticking with it and Thank you. you for that long. I mean, she's, <laughs> she, 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 she really is amazing. So, Fair yeah. enough. Yep. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you had an anniversary. Um, I thought you guys just got married. The way you guys look at each other across the table and just googly eyed, and you're just like, "Oh, honey," and you're like, "Oh, honey." <laughs> oh, I, see, just I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna go the uh, Lady in the Tramp uh, angle. On oh that. no! Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they like push, oh, the, push the meatball over with his nose. You know, that, that happened when we went to see Washington State last uh, last year in Pullman, right? I yeah. remember that. That's right. Yeah, we had that outdoor breakfast. Oh yeah, that just, that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I want to thank everybody out there for listening to us. Even uh, even when when all the uh, chips are down, sports are starting to come back. Thank you for joining us at Seattle Sports Union. Check out all our great articles at SeattleSportsUnion.com, as well all our podcasts here on Podbean, on iTunes, and check us out on Twitter at Seattle Sports U. See you guys later. Take it easy.